Aren't you skating? Nah, I ain't skated since I was 15. You know, that's when I started fighting. When I was 15. Skating's got bad for the ankles, you know? Yeah. You're a pretty good skater, aren't you? <laughs> you know, like I was saying before on the way over here, you know, fight used to be tossing me, but no more, you know? See, all I wanted to do out of fight was prove I was no bum that I had the stuff to make a good pro, you know? You never got the chance. Oh, right, hey, you know, I ain't crying about it because I still fight. I kind of do it like a hobby. See, I'll tell you what the trouble is. You see, I'm a southpaw. It's a southpaw. Oh, southpaw means you're left-handed. And southpaw throws your timing off, you see? Other guys throws their timing off, makes them look awkward. Nobody wants to look awkward. You know where southpaw came from? Nine huh? minutes. I'll tell you, a long time ago, there was this guy, maybe a couple hundred years ago, he was fighting in the, uh, he was fighting around, I think it was around Philadelphia, and his arm, he was left-handed, his arm was facing towards New Jersey, you see? And that's South. So then actually they call him South Paw, you see? South Paw, South Jersey, South Camden, South Paw. You know what I mean? Hi everybody, I'm Dan. And I'm Mike. So here we are, starting off season eight. We are back with season eight of 15 Minute Film Fanatics. Thank you so much for helping us out along the way. If you can, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Letterboxd. Tell us what you want us to watch. Tell us what you thought of the podcast, of movies, whether you liked them or didn't. We really care about that feedback and we take it very seriously. You can follow us on Letterboxd and Twitter at 15MINFILM. Keep the requests coming. Keep the comments coming. And here we go. So speaking of requests, today we are doing Rocky. And Rocky is actually a dual request. We had two people requesting this, Mike. We had Herb from New Jersey said, when, it, when the heck are you guys going to do Rocky? And we also had um, Grace from Florida. Grace, who had never seen Rocky until recently. So we got to make this good. So Herb and Grace, this is for you. In part one, we always talk about our overall impressions of the movie. Mike and I have seen Rocky a billion times, have never talked about it because that's the premise of the podcast. We talk about it now. And in part one, we talk about our overall you know, impressions of the movie. So, Mike, we just rewatched it. Go. There is an amazing subtlety to Rocky that I don't think anybody expects. I think what they expect is what they've heard about Rocky, which is that this is a film written by uh, Sylvester Stallone when he lived in a car. And then the the studios picked it up and they wanted to cast somebody else and he refused, et cetera, et cetera. Um, what I don't think you prepare yourself for is is the acting. There's yeah. brilliant performances in this movie. Um, my favorite, and I'll, I'll get to it, but my favorite is Burgess Meredith. Uh, I think that it's actually underplayed, if if anything. And I was surprised by how much staging there is in this movie. Uh, in in terms of where people stand, where they deliver lines from, right? The something about the aura of the movie or what you expect convinces you that it's just it's going to be shot almost documentary style. It's about some fighter getting ready for a fight, but really it's a play. Yeah, and I think it's it. I didn't expect it. I appreciated that aspect more rewatching it. And if you've watched it for the first time, I think that may have been something that surprised you. Yeah, the, fir the first time he gets Adrian in his apartment and he's moving toward her and then he's hanging on the pole where he and that that's so beautifully staged, just like a theatrical production. I, I really love the cut away just to give an, a bonus moment 
um, from when he's talking about taking the fight with Apollo Creed to when uh, it's the shot of him and Adrian on the couch. It's a, it's a perfectly with a great dramatic, sweater, but with a great sweater, by the way, with the sweater. And then you can see that she's she kind of sits up and gets more interested, but she's supporting him because he's on he's on TV for the first time. You yeah. know, and, and, and Apollo Creed goes, you Italian, ain't you? He's like, yeah. <laughs> that's it's it's perfect you know you know what's funny that's very true is that people that haven't that, that only know the the franchise the first one is so surprising ironically you know this month on criterion which we love the criterion channel we both have it they have a collection called in the ring and it's 16 movies about boxing so of course it's like you know raging bull and the heart of they fall and a bunch of other ones but if now maybe they didn't have the rights but i'll bet you even if they did have the rights they wouldn't put rocky on there because it's easy to poo-poo someone like Stallone, you know, but you watch Rocky, every scene tells, every gesture is perfect. It's spot on. Everybody in it is great. You know, every other sequel is about the fight, but this one is about the guy. That's exactly right. This is really, uh, this is a transformation movie in a way that, that the others aren't right. Because when, when the other movies start, he is, or used to be Rocky. But this movie starts when he's no one, and it's right. it's very much about being no one, or as Lily Tomlin put it, I always wanted to be someone. I should have been more specific. And this is about Rocky getting specific about who he wants to be. It's it's brilliant drama. Well, let's talk about that idea about who he wants to be. So earlier in the week, we did not cheat, but I, I texted Mike a teaser question. And I said, this movie reminds me of a movie we've done already in our in our vast, vast repertoire of movies. See if you could name it. Did you think of one? No, what do you got? Okay, so you think it could be on the waterfront, right? Frustrated boxer and things like that. that it could sense. be it could be Fat City, which which is, you know, also about mo- boxers. Also about boxing, right? But you know what occurred to me watching it again? This movie is a molecule away from Marty. That is true. Right? Think about that. It's a great portrayal of like loneliness and someone who has like this really low opinion of himself. And what occurred to me watching this, it's they're both so good, right? We both love money, right? Is that being a loser is just easier. It's just easier to do it. So remember in Marty when <clears throat> he's eating with his mother and she says, Why don't you put on your gray suit and go down to the Starland ballroom? And remember, remember his reaction to her? What does he say? I do doing? it every night. Yeah. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of doing it. I'm just going to get a big night of heartache. I'm just going to get a big night of heartache. Tomatoes. Tomatoes, right? He laughs at tomatoes, right? But it's so funny because both movies are about a guy who finds it just easier to be a loser, right? I'm going to steal a moment. How great is the part where he looks at the photo of himself when he's a kid that's stuck into his mirror? Right. And you could tell he's just thinking like, now you don't know what Sylvester Stallone's thinking, but you're watching Rocky thinking like, is this the way my life was supposed to end uh, end up? Is this the way I should be? But I don't want to do that. It's just easier. Let me play the part life has given me and I don't have to be hurt. That's why it's so great when they offer Rocky the chance to fight Creed. And the first, what's his first reaction? No, 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 I don't, I, I can't do it. Right. Cause it's the risk of being hurt. Like the risk of being hurt physically and emotionally is too great. But in the back of his mind, he knows that Mickey is right. And he's, he's got to do it. And that's exactly what happens in Marty too. Right. Well, because you, you don't expect lines like what you get from Rocky, right? Cause when he's fighting with Mick, right. And, and Mick says that you're a chump, basically he says it's a living. And Mick says, it's a wasted life. It's a waste and of life. Yeah. You don't expect the phrase a wasted life in a movie about boxing or or in, you expect it to be sublimated into the rest of the structure like it is in Fat City. Fat City is all about wasted lives, but it's about the ironic beauty of wasted lives. There's no ironic beauty here. You know, I 
I'm always touched when a Rocky is throwing the darts into the door, but even then you can tell that they wouldn't have hit the bullseye. He's just, he's continually missing the mark. And again, that that's kind of a dramatic theatrical element that you wouldn't expect from a movie like Rocky that has the reputation that it has. Absolutely. So in part two, we'll talk about our favorite moments. So welcome back. In part two, we like to talk about our favorite moment or a moment that we think this time you know reflects the movie as a whole. You could almost pick any random moment of Rocky. It's so well done. But Mike, for today, what's yours? Yeah, of course. I, I still have a soft spot for the relationship between Mick and Rocky. And so there's there's a beautiful in, implied history between the two that you only find out about when Mick comes to confront Rocky. But basically say, I want to be your manager, right? He brings the clippings over and he says, hey, I got punched 21 times above this eye. And he, he explains that he fought at the same time as uh, Jack Dempsey, but and Jack Dempsey got famous and he didn't because he didn't have no manager. Uh, so I think that the moment that really caught me was when Rocky asked where he's been for 10 years, right? Because he, he says, without help, you're just going to get chewed up and spat out. And the same thing that happened to me is going to happen to you. And you find out that he did ask him for advice. He did ask him for his career. And it's and it's okay if it wasn't even verbalized, right? The, the question is, why are you coming to me now? But it, there's a beautiful little staging thing that happens, which is Rocky locks himself in the bathroom. And Mick opens the door and closes it. So Rocky will peek out because he thinks he's left. And then once he locks himself back in, he actually leaves. And there's there's a very playful... They turn Rocky the champion into a pouting child and they do the same thing with Mick. And again, it's like, what kind of hyper masculine boxing movie is this where the two of them, you know, are are playing this weird argument with each other? And and of course, they're both wrong, but it, it gives Rocky the emotional release that he needs, which is he's screaming at Mick, you know, where were where you been for 10 years? Do you, do you want to come lit? He wants to show him what the consequences are right here. I, I already live in this apartment. It already stinks. I'm already a loser. So why are you coming to me now? And I think that that is, again, it, it's a it's a tender emotion. And it's a weird, playful, almost like Beckett-esque thing that happens between the two of them that you do not expect from this movie. And I, I think it really informs what the movie's trying to do much better than when he actually fights Apollo Creed. Although those fight scenes are fantastic. Yeah, and that tender moment is much better than, say, the tender moment in Rocky Three when he and Carl Weathers are hugging each other on the beach up and down <laughs> in the waves. Like, that's manufactured, you know, in the montage. This That really is a tender moment where you have this guy who has kind of, like, his life didn't turn out. Burgess Meredith, Mickey's life did not turn out the way he wanted. He has excuses, right? Uh, it was the same night as Jack Dempsey. I didn't have a manager. Who do you think got in all the papers, right? So he's trying to, he's trying to prevent him. But, of course, Rocky has feelings, too. It's also the second, you know, it's, it's the second time in the movie where Rocky talks to somebody through a closed door because on Thanksgiving, he has to ask Adrian out through the closed door. And there's that great bit where Paulie's telling him what to say and That's Rocky's true. making those faces like, oh, what's up, what's up, what's up, right? So it's great that like th there's people acting like children in this movie, which was the beginning of like the biggest, you know, blockbuster, you know, Rocky two almost events the blockbuster franchise. Yeah, he's 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 unable to have those kinds of real confrontations. He's only good at fake confrontations, right? Which is what he says when they ask him for the fight and he says, no, nah, I'd be a real good sparring partner. Wouldn't take no cheap right. shots either. Um, <laughs> and, but I, there's something very poignant in that Mick's life has already been committed to the record and he's come with the record yeah, that's great. of his life to show him. But since your life has not been committed to the record, it's not too late. 
Yeah. Like, like it's great that Mick holds out like this is exhibit A, but of course his whole life is exhibit A. His face is exhibit A. Yeah, absolutely. So my moment was when the night before the fight, Rocky goes to check out the ring and he tells Jurgens, the, the the sleazy promoter, he says, you know, the poster's wrong. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to have, you know, um, I got the wrong color trunks on. Now it turns out that um, the poster was actually right. And at the last minute, Stallone changed the color of his trunks to to make them white but he just worked this into the movie so that it'll be like a great moment and i just love that moment because he says you know my trunks are the wrong color and the promoter says give him a good show kid like he like he and i think that's a great moment because it's it's just it's it's example number 522 of how nobody will take him seriously and every time he tries to do something and just give himself a okay i'm going to take this little risk i'm going to go up on some someone gives him a hard time like like for example when he goes to the ice rink and he and he remember everyone remembers how great the ice rink scene is but do you remember what has to happen before they go on the ice he has no. to negotiate with the guy. Well, how much is it? It's 10 bucks for 10 minutes. Well, how about five bucks? Well, no, I can't do five themselves. So you got to watch the whole like eBay thing. And then when he's on the ice, he's trying to talk to Adrian. He's not going to skate. And the whole time, every time he's about to connect to her, you hear the guy go, seven minutes, four minutes. And he's like, all right, all right, all right. Hang on a second. Like everybody is constantly in, in big ways and in small ways. Everybody's always giving him a hard time. And, and you, you get the sense of how frustrating that is for him. I like the trunk scene too, though, because it's after he started taking himself seriously. Yeah. And yeah. and so, right. So what is the emotion you're supposed to feel after the training montage and the in, in the pre-fight? You're supposed to feel like he's somebody now and the movie reality checks you hard. Yeah, because he's not he's not going to be like Apollo because, of course, Apollo is all confidence. Nobody gives Apollo a hard time. He has handlers. He looks great. Like, could Car- could Carl Weathers be any more charismatic in this movie? No. No, he couldn't. He's George Washington coming in, throwing his silver dollars. It's just a big joke, right? And But of course, his trainer says, you know, this this guy actually thinks it's a fight. And that's kind of what the, the last act of the movie's about. All right. In part three, we'll talk about that last act. Okay, so welcome back. In part three, of course, we like to talk about the ending or the titles or the key takeaway. I assume we're not talking about the title. So Dan, what do you have on the ending? Well, of course, the ending is great because if you've never seen Rocky again, what do you expect? What is supposed to happen at the end of this movie? He's supposed to win. He's supposed to win. And of course, he loses, but of course he wins, right? I mean, it's he, he, you know, it's a split decision even. He goes the distance. He does all those things. But of course, the ending the, the ending in this fight where he, where he loses on a split decision is more powerful than the ending of any of the other movies where he actually wins the actual contest, right? But of course, it's great because... You know, he wins his self-respect when she said, I love you, Rocky. And he's like, I love you. And he's screaming to Adrian. And she runs up to him and her hat comes off. I mean, that is so her running up to him because she couldn't watch the fight is so great. And it's like, you're so it's so emotionally powerful at the end where even to the point where John Alvinson, that, you know, the director has them announce the fight results, like almost in the background, because you hear like, I love you, Rocky. And he's screaming, Adrian, you're like, Judge one, Balboa. And, and you're like, oh yeah, that's right. There was actually there was actually an athletic contest going on here. But but you're so invested in, in just like Marty about him coming out on top and getting his dignity that you're so happy at the end. It's so moving. I do know a few people who don't really understand the ending of Rocky or who are let down, and I don't understand them very well. But I, I do know people that are committed to he, he should have won. That's what should have happened. And the the of course the whole plot of the movie is like don't go down the first you know if you make it to the second great job, and so 
I I think going the distance is the key. That's what to the movie right? Right. right is to is to, is to tr- is to try and it right right and and he's been he's been results oriented. Those viewers are results oriented, and what they don't understand is the process of life. Right, which is why he beats Apollo in the second one, and and in every other subsequent movie too. I mean that that's why, right? And as you know, and and those movies, those sequels have a lot of fun moments. You know, there's, there's nothing wrong, but this one is like that's what that's why the first one is so different from all the sequels. In my opinion, there's no good ones until Creed, and like and I and I make a lot of Ivan Drago jokes, like right. you know, we actually hang We've out in real one, life, yeah. so you so you know, but there's no good movie until he's not the until he's not the fighter anymore because then it becomes emotionally poignant again and i think rocky balboa is good i think rocky balboa is a good movie but whatever like that's not you know we're not here to poo poo all the all the sequels but let's talk about the ending of this one again so what's your take on the ending i have almost exactly the same take as as you except you know i will i will complicate it slightly by saying that there's there's no way that he should win the fight. In fact, him winning the fight ruins the movie. Correct. Uh, which is something that a lot of people don't accept either. Because uh, according to Northrop Fry, we're in the wrong mode. We're not in the heroic mode. We're in the mode where the main character is slightly lower or on the same level as you. And what happens is he starts out 10% lower and ends up 10% higher. And the massive swing breaks the whole structure of the movie. Whereas the emotional poignancy of a win that's not a win, but it's a win that everybody in the in crowd can see. If this if this movie has converted you to its point of view and you can feel the win, then it's done its job. That's what makes the movie. Right. He loses the fight, but he wins the girl and he wins himself. And I knew you were going to say the heroic mode thing. That's awesome. Now, it's funny, too, because you compare this to like one of our favorite movies, which we have not done an episode on, which is, of course, Raging Bull, which is on Criterion now. Right. So in Raging Bull, that's about somebody who's who's much, much lower than Rocky Balboa in every way, who at the end, do you remember what he's doing at the end of Raging Bull? You remember how that movie ends? Uh, it ends in the beginning, no? No, when, it, ends, when he's, it, uh, it ends with him doing like bad stand up. And right. Against, yeah. Right. He's in the dressing room. He like, thinks he's King to, Lear. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Talking to doing the Richard the Third thing. Right. A horse. A horse. Um. So it, you know, and the, the point of the ending of Raging Bull is that Jake has found some kind of like peace with himself because he's been this this out of control person. So, but of course, the peace he finds with himself is very very fragile and, and and you know it's you don't really know what to make of it when it's over but here in rocky he actually does he like i love what you said about 10 percent. like he goes up 10 percent, and watching somebody go up 10 percent that's really rewarding and it's really emotional because it's a it's a measurable distance that that's what we want right no nobody's gonna stop watching rocky and go okay i guess i'll go to bed now wake up at 5 a.m eat six eggs four right four a.m <laughs> and, and, and and hit the gym it's but Asking yourself, what is it actually that I'm not doing or have not done because I'm afraid of the attempt? That's a human question, right? And that's that's why this movie is not about boxing. And that's why Lady Macbeth says to Macbeth as they're planning the murder, she says the attempt and not the deed confounds us. Now, that's, of course, a different context, but that's it. That's exactly what happens to Rocky and Marty. The attempt and not the deed confounds us. You know, Marty, part of Marty is about getting the getting up the courage to ask out that girl because that's terrifying. And of course, that's what happens in Rocky. Like he's he's terrified, not just because of the fame, but because Apollo's really good. He's watching him on TV. He's like, no, he's a, remember the first time he sees him on TV. He's like this otherworldly figure. And the first thing Rocky says is shh, 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 shh. like Rocky's in awe of this guy. He's the champion of the world. Like I can't, I can't go toe to toe with him. 
So it's about making that attempt, right? Which which makes us honor the the protagonist so much. I love this movie. Yeah, me too. So thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed our conversation about Rocky. Keep stay tuned this season. Keep the reviews coming. You could follow us on Twitter at one five min film. You could also follow us at Letterbox and let us know what to see on Letterbox. Right? Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time.